Hello everyone, my name is Sky Menhart and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. Welcome to the show. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's show. So today I wanted to speak about something that has been on my mind lately. And you know, I come up with these episodes every week or I try to every week and I kind of just let the inspiration come to me. I don't really think about it much. I just say, okay, what do I want to talk about? What would be good? And then eventually I come up with this idea. And this week I wanted to speak about finding balance and how important that can be for people who have mental illness, who have mental health issues. Now, finding balance is something that I feel like finding balance is a continual journey. You know, it's like riding a bike. When you're on a bike, you are continually in balance. It's not something that you can take a break from. It's not something, you know, if you take a break from being in balance on a bike, you fall over. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of applies with life. You just have to keep moving and keep learning and keep evolving. And so I don't feel like I'll ever perfectly find balance because that's a journey that I will always be on in my life. And I think it can be really important in relation to mental health and mental illness because as people who go through extreme moods or, you know, depression, anxiety, whatever it may be, we can find peace by finding balance in our routines, in what we do every day, in our life. So one of the things that's really helped me find balance is getting on a schedule. Now, I know some people are very triggered by the word schedule. It it kind of freaks them out. They say, oh no, I could never do that. I'm way too stressed out all the time. I've got major depression. I can barely get out of bed. And I understand, you know, I've been there. Depression can be very debilitating and anxiety can be debilitating. It can be really hard to stick to a routine, especially if you don't have a job or you don't have something you have to get up and do every day. It can be really difficult. And I understand that. I hear that. But I think it really is essential for success and for finding your balance. So tracking your moods can be something that's really helpful, especially if you have bipolar disorder. There are a lot of different ways to track your moods. They have mood tracking apps. You could write it in your journal. You can use a calendar. Um, I personally track my moods with my journal because I basically write in it every day. So then whenever I'm, you know, after I've finished a whole journal, I'll go back and read it and try to figure out when I was feeling, you know, manic, when I was feeling depressed. And it kind of helps me understand what my moods are throughout the year, throughout the few months that I'm writing. So this can be really helpful. I have used an app before to track my moods and it was good, but I just ran out of storage on my phone so I couldn't keep it. But there are options for that if you're interested. And the reason I'm mentioning tracking your moods is because it can be really helpful to figure out your triggers. And when you're figuring out your triggers, it can be helpful to know when your moods are up and down, what you're going through at certain times, and why you are going through these things at certain times. So triggers are th- are things that may cause us to become manic, that may cause us to become depressed, that may cause us to become hypomanic, and it can be really important to figure them out so that you can kind of tweak your schedule, tweak your activities so that you do not experience these negative mental health crises in your life. 
So for example, with me, I have to be really careful with drinking alcohol, caffeine, and not getting enough sleep. Like the alcohol can mess with my lithium level, the caffeine can make me manic, and the lack of sleep can also make me manic. I am a very manic individual. So it's really important for me to be careful with my alcohol and to make sure that that I'm speaking with my psychiatrist about what I'm doing every day so that they know how to adjust my meds in accordance with what I'm doing and so they know what advice to give me like my doctor said don't drink as much sky cuz this is not good for you so that's what I'm trying to do now and it can be very helpful if you're having a hard time finding your triggers it can be really helpful to talk to one of your friends a close friend a family member or your doctor your uh, therapist You can talk with them and ask them like, hey, whenever I drink, like what happens? Or whenever I do this, what what happens? Or what do you think my triggers are? And I'm sure they can help you figure them out if you're having a hard time doing that yourself. It can be really helpful to have a, you know, a third party person come or a second. I don't know. It can be helpful to have somebody else come in and kind of help you identify what those are in your life so that you can make the adjustments necessary to be healthy and successful. And knowing your triggers is a preventative measure to help you succeed and stay healthy. So if you know, hey, if I drink a crap ton of alcohol, then I know my lithium level is going to go down and I'm going to become manic. So I guess I can't drink as much as I want or as much as I was. (laughs) So that can be really helpful for you is just learning what your triggers are so that you can avoid certain things and stay on track. Another thing that has helped me within my balance, my my search for balance is meditation and mindfulness. Now, I know some people when they hear meditation, they get freaked out and they say, oh no, meditation is bad. You're opening up your mind so anything can get in. Honestly, that's how I used to feel about it too. But one day I was in therapy and my therapist said, okay, we're going to do some mindfulness. And she she got this app and we just sat in our chairs. We took some deep breaths and we grounded ourselves. And it kind of opened my eyes and it helped me understand that meditation and mindfulness, it's really just getting in touch with your breath and clearing your mind so that you can be centered and grounded. And this can be really helpful. For me, mindfulness and meditation have been really helpful because I am a person, like I said earlier, I'm very manic. I have so much energy. I have so many thoughts and feelings all the time and I do have ADHD and because of my mania I can't take any ADHD meds so I'm just going crazy most of the time and I say going crazy because I'm someone with mental illness I feel like I'm allowed to say that I've said it before on this podcast hopefully you guys can understand that by now I'm de- I'm describing myself okay my mind can be a mess sometimes and whenever I meditate I am just giving my mind a break from thinking so much. So it can be really helpful, especially if you have anxiety, because it's really just calming your body down, relaxing completely, and letting go, releasing your tension. This can be so helpful if you have anxiety attacks, panic attacks, any kind of anxious or overthinking or worry problem. Meditation and mindfulness can be really helpful with that. And grounding yourself can be really important. And, you know, especially for me, I'm someone who, before I started meditating, I would experience a lot of, I think this is the right word, like dissociation, where I didn't feel like I was in my body. Like, 
I felt high, but I hadn't smoked anything. <laughs> and it honestly wasn't a fun feeling. It was very uncomfortable. I felt like I was out of it the whole, all the time, and it just made me feel really weird. So now that I've practiced meditation every day for a long time, it's kind of helped me become grounded and get back into my body and feel like a real person again. I don't know if you guys can relate to that feeling where you're like walking and you don't feel like you're inside your body. You feel like you're outside of it and time is moving really slow. I've heard a lot of my friends describe that they felt that way too, so I kind of have figured that out and realized that I'm not the only one who feels that way. But meditation can be really helpful for that dissociative feeling. It can help bring you back in, bring you back down to the ground, and ground you and center your energy. And another way to do this, if you're not interested in meditation or mindfulness, if you say, I don't have time for that, I've got a lot going on, well, what I would say to that is it's really important to take time for your mental health. But if you don't want to do that, another way to ground yourself is just by going for a walk. Even if you don't, you know, going for a walk in nature is great because it does have that natural energy. It can bring you back to earth. But if you don't live in nature, just going for a walk can be really good, really grounding. It's good for your heart. It's good for your body. And it's really good for your mind to get a little bit of exercise. Uh, Other ways to ground yourself are yoga, doing yoga, being in nature, just simple things, getting in touch with that earth energy, baby. It can be really good for you to ground and, and take a deep breath and just just breathe, just relax. And another thing that has helped me, now I know we all have different beliefs, and I know this podcast is not about spirituality yet, but I do want to speak about my spiritual practice. Now this is something that has helped me in so many ways in my life, but it's really helped me in regards to my mental illness because I've been taking time every day to pray, to get in touch with the universe, to do my tarot, my astrology, my crystals, whatever it may be. And I just have a really fun time getting to know myself in this way, in a spiritual way. And I mention this because I was listening to this other podcast and they were talking about how in AA you choose a higher power so that you can like have support and feel have somebody to pray to and I think this can be really helpful if you do struggle with mental illness and you kind of feel like your life is out of control and that you're just stuck in this mess and you don't know what to do and you're all alone you're lost in the universe it can be really helpful to have a higher power to pray to and to communicate with so that you're not alone and you have somebody who you are looking up to who are you who you are putting your trust in and putting your faith in now this doesn't have to be God this doesn't have to be Jesus for me sometimes I pray to my higher self and you know in spirituality your higher self is like who you who you aspire to be it is your soul it is the highest level of your existence and so i commune with my higher self and that makes me feel better sometimes i speak to spirit or what i call you know the universe mama universe the spirit um i speak to that and it just makes me feel a lot better about everything it can be also fun to pick a person like somebody you find inspiring or somebody that makes you feel safe whether it's like a movie star it could be anyone and you can pick this person and just pray to them talk to them and commune with them and help help them give you guidance help them guide you and lead you in a, in the right direction that's been really helpful for me so i just wanted to share that with you guys because it's important to have an open mind and just you know just believe in something and it doesn't have to be god like i said it doesn't have to be religion i'm not religious any more. I just find that spirituality has really helped me find myself and it's really helped me trust that everything is going to be okay. 
So another thing that I wanted to speak about today is self-care. Self-care, baby. Oh my God. Self-care can be really difficult, especially when you're going through a mood episode, whether it be depression, whether it be mania. It can be really hard to remember to take care of yourself. But if you're on a schedule, if you're on a routine, if you know your triggers, if you're finding balance through meditation, exercise, through whatever you do self-care will come a lot easier. And especially going back to the whole routine thing, if you already have a routine like, okay, I wake up at this time, I eat breakfast, I go do this, I go do that, I come back, I do this. If you have a routine and you're depressed, you get depressed, it can be really like, you can find solace in your routine because you say, okay, I don't feel good, but I'm still going to stick to my routine and I'm going to take care of myself because I was already doing this before. So it's really important to lay that groundwork so that you can be successful even when you don't feel like getting up, even when you don't feel like taking a shower. You know what I'm saying? So I encourage you, if you're feeling a little low, just take that extra time to take care of yourself and I promise you it'll make you feel a little bit better. And, you know, self-care looks different for different people. For some people, it's having an exercise routine. It's working out every day. Even if I know that, you know, it's the pandemic, there's so much going on. We can't always go to the gym right now. We can't, you know, do what we used to do. We can't go to that nice swimming pool we used to go to. So it can be important to find a workout at home that you can do every day that makes you feel good. Yoga is really good, especially when you're kind of low energy, because it's not super hard. You just kind of stretch and stand and pose. And yoga can be really good if you're looking for something to do that's not super strenuous. Another thing that's really good for in in regards to self-care is eating healthfully. So this is something that's been a struggle for me because I live alone, you know, I am by myself and oftentimes I'm too lazy to make food so I decide oh why not I'll just order Mexican or I'll get my I'll get my Taco Bell or I'll go to Burger King and you know I'm not downing fast food but I'm saying that it's probably not the best idea especially when you're feeling a little depressed because sometimes when I'm depressed I know that if I eat that Burger King I'm just going to feel even worse afterwards. I'm going to be mad at myself for eating that Burger King. So if you're the kind of person who likes to cook or if you live with your parents and they like to cook or whatever your situation may be, it can be really nice to eat a good, healthy, home-cooked meal that you made with love for yourself. And that can be really good uh, for your mood. I know when I was depressed in high school, I, would, I wouldn't I would eat for like weeks. I would It would be awful. I wouldn't be eating. And then one day somebody would invite me to their house and I'd eat and it would be like, oh, it was like the best meal I'd ever had. And I felt so much better after eating a good meal. So this can be really important. And hey, listen here, if your good meal is ordering Mexican food from your local Mexican restaurant, then by all means, do that for yourself. If that's going to make you feel better, do it. Especially if you're stressed, you had a long day, and you don't feel like cooking, find the right thing for you and do it. Another thing that's been helpful for me Obviously, before you take any vitamins, please speak to your doctor. Make sure they are okay, they are okay for you to take. But I have been taking vitamins and it has been really helping not only with my mood, but just with how I feel in general, with my skin, how I look. And so it can be important to take some vitamins, feel good about yourself. I know for me, uh, when I don't want to take benzodiazepines for anxiety, I will sometimes take valerian root or melatonin. But like I said, always check with your healthcare provider before taking any vitamins or taking any new supplements that you do not know of yet. And if you do take medicine, 
Taking them regularly can be really important if you do take medication. I do. I have to take it every day and I try to take it at the same time because, you know, a weird part of me thinks, oh, if I take it at eight o'clock, it'll work better. So I take it at eight o'clock every night and, you know, taking meds is not fun. It's just not. It's something that some people are blessed. They don't have to deal with it. But if you do have to take meds, you know how annoying it is. You know it's like such a chore, but it really does help in a lot of cases. So if you are on medication, just stay consistent with that med schedule and you will feel better. So I wanted to speak about how staying balanced has helped me. Now, obviously, like I said at the beginning of this show... Balance balance and finding balance is something that you are continually doing and I am continually striving to find balance and it's not something that I'm ever going to be an expert at, you know, but I am trying and it's and what I've been doing lately has been really working for me and helping me feel good and finding this balance within a routine and within a schedule and within these healthy activities that I choose to do, it's helped me feel more safe. And the reason I say safe is because, you know, having a mood disorder, it can be a little scary sometimes because you feel like your mind is fighting against you. You feel like, you know, I have felt like, oh, well, if I do one wrong move, I'm going to become manic and then I'll be hospitalized and then my whole life is over. And it can be a little scary because you don't trust yourself. But I promise you, after I've been on this routine and I've been taking care of myself really well, I do trust myself and I don't feel like I'm going to fly off the edge because I know that what I'm doing is right for me and I'm taking care of myself in the best way and I know I'm going to be okay because I'm on the schedule. So that's why I encourage you to find balance and find what's right for you. Obviously, we're all different. We are all built differently. We all have different needs and different things we want in life. So you have to find the routine that works best for you. If you're somebody who is more alive at nighttime and you have a job and you have a, a lifestyle where you can be up later at night, then by all means, be la- be up late at night. Do your thing. If you're someone who feels more energy in the morning, then get up early. Do your thing. I just think it can be really important, it is really important to find what works for you and do that. And, you know, something that I've been working on within my schedule and within my life is kind of allowing myself to just be, to to, to just do what I need to do and what I feel like doing. You know, you have to give yourself space for grace and space to grow. And some days I just don't feel like waking up at 8 a.m. You know, I work five days a week and it's always five days in a row. So I have two days off, Monday and Tuesday, and then I work the other five days. So on Monday and Tuesday, I've decided that's my weekend. And I just let myself If I want to sleep in, I let myself sleep in. I get up at whatever time. I don't care because those are my days off and that's my time to rest and recuperate. So just allow yourself to be where you are and don't put any judgment on yourself. If you're someone, I used to be this kind of person where I would make a routine for myself. I would write it all down. I would put it on my wall, but then I would never be able to stick with it because I was putting way too much I was just being too much of a perfectionist and I was putting way too much pressure on myself to be this perfect person who wakes up at 5.45 in the morning and goes for a run, you know? You don't have to be that person if you're not that person. And I think it's important to give yourself the time to grow and if you can gradually get on the schedule, then that's better for you, you know? For me, I've had to do this where, okay, today I'm waking up at 8 and then the next day I wake up at 7.30 and then the next day I wake up at 7. You know, you just have to take it day by day and work with yourself and figure out what works for you. 
And as the days have gone on, the years have gone on, I've realized that I am not a morning person anymore. So I know waking up at 8 o'clock, honestly, it may be a little late for some people, but that's what I need to do. And so it helps me feel better. It helps me feel more rested. So I'm allowing myself to do that and I don't feel ashamed and I don't beat myself up for it. So if you're having trouble sticking to a schedule... Just remember to be kind to yourself and keep moving forward. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be a perfectionist. Allow yourself to be who you are, an imperfect person who is trying really hard, and just accept yourself for where you are and continue to be better as much as you can. That's what I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. I wanted to do this thing at the end of the episode where I leave you with a quote, a quote that I find inspiring. And honestly, I found this one online because that's where I find everything. Okay, I'm a millennial. Hello. Um, But this quote says, happiness is not a matter of intensity, but of balance, order, rhythm, and harmony. That is a quote by Thomas Merton. I don't know who he is, but I think this quote can really apply to manic depressive illness because happiness is not a matter of intensity. You know, I think sometimes when we experience hypomania and mania, we find that, oh, I'm only happy when I'm hypomanic. That's how I feel a lot of the time. Like, oh, if I'm hypomanic, that means I'm happy. Otherwise, I'm sad and it's not good enough. But, you know, happiness is not a matter of intensity. That's an interesting thought. Even though we feel these intense moods, these intense elations and this intense joy, that doesn't mean that's truly happiness. Happiness is balance, order, rhythm, and harmony. And by maintaining that balance, you can really find true, long-lasting happiness in your life and long-lasting success. So I wish you guys all the best for this week ahead. I hope you are having a wonderful week so far. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you would like more information about the podcast, please follow us at Manic State of Mind Podcast on Instagram. If you want to follow me, you can at sky.menhart. That's S-K-Y dot M-E-N-H-A-R-D-T on Instagram. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.